Hi, welcome to the second part of this Open for Business USA doubleheader. It's a real joy today. Um, normally, as you know, we have our Open for Business on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and then we've got some special uh, guests all the way from the States. And this is Utah tonight um, coming in. Uh, so we thought we'd have a special day for our, our stateside guests, so which is Wednesday. So hopefully the next few Wednesdays, we're going to have a couple of uh, some special guests all the way from across the pond. Um, unless, of course, you're actually watching in the US, in which case <laughs> it's quite local to you. This is what we I tend to forget when I'm uh, going live and it's going everywhere. Um, anyway, second part. Uh, earlier on, we had a great chat with Adam Platt, amazing guy. Um, and now we have the power behind the throne, I think. Uh, every, as I said to my wife, and as I just said to Lacey, every behind every good man is a good woman or a more powerful woman and uh, this is definitely the case um lacy um platt guys you know she's the mother of five daughters and co-owner of arise to connect she is a achievement coach you've decided um an inspirational lady looking forward to, to chat with her so let's not hang around let's bring let's bring the lovely lacy on as well and uh um, unmute you, Lacey, as well. So you're just coming on. Lacey, welcome. Welcome to the show. Lovely to have you here. All yeah, the way thank from you Utah. so much. Um, so please do tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, how you met Adam. We're all ears. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. And so excited to be here with you today. And um, yeah, so I'm an achievement coach. My husband and I run a coaching business together called Arise to Connect. And um, a little bit about our journey together. Um, we, just short and sweet, we were kind of high school sweethearts and ended up getting married, having five kids. So together, we decided to, to create a business because we found ourselves in a place where, um, where we were struggling. We were just struggling in life. We were struggling in our marriage. We were struggling connecting with our kids, just all around financially struggling. Everything was a struggle and just kind of um, started to give up hope a little bit. And I remember one day waking up just feeling incredibly hopeless, like everything was lost, like just living day to day, doing the mom stuff that I had to do to survive, to keep my kids alive. And um, just kind of in a really dark place thinking, what's next? You know, like, what else can I do? And I remember just the strangest feeling coming over me, like everything was going to be like, okay. And everything was going to get better. And at that moment I thought, but how, like, I just remember saying, but how, you know, just crying out to anybody who would listen, just how, how is it going to get better? And, um, this was about 10 and a half years ago. So my, um, so we just had the two oldest kids at the time and my husband was like, yeah, we're good. We're good. Two kids is great. Um, we'll just, we'll just stop there. <clears throat> like originally when we got married, we said four, five kids maybe would be great, you know, but after two, he was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know? And so, um, I just remember thinking, you know, it had my youngest at the time was just about ready to enter elementary school and I was going to be able to have my day to myself. And I was so excited. And, um, I just remember thinking, um, something just didn't feel right. And, Later that day, I was driving by the, the dollar store and something prompted me to just run in and grab a quick pregnancy test, which was strange for me because I was like, I was on birth control pills, but okay, I'll go in and do it. 
went to this grocery store next door, took the test and it came back positive. And I was blown away. I thought, oh, okay, how do I tell my husband we're having another kid when he was like, no, we're good. We have two, we're good. And so um, I, didn't, I didn't tell him for a couple more weeks. And I finally thought maybe the dollar store pregnancy test wasn't really accurate. Maybe I should just go into the doctor and have them do one for me. So I went into the doctor's yeah. office. They did the test. It came back positive. So long story short, we kind of muddled our way through this pregnancy. It was not pretty. We were in that kind of uh, struggling relationship part, trying to make it through the pregnancy. And when she yeah. was born, she was born with a condition called Hirschsprung's disease, which meant she really struggled oh. for the first two years of her life. And um, multiple surgeries in and out of the ER, just lots of hospital visits and taking care of her at home. So mm -hmm. I had quit my job just before I had her. And then with the anticipation to go back after she was born, but I just couldn't. I was her full-time 24-7 caregiver. And I really just had to help her for the first two years. And in that time, we started to try to work on our on our marriage and, and different things, trying to trying to find that passion in our life, but we weren't really having a lot of success. Um, but because our two older girls were so much older than the third, we thought, well, we need to have another one so that she's not raised as an only child. And um, so we struggled to get pregnant. I had a few miscarriages <laughs> along the way. And eventually we got pregnant. And the first appointment that we went to, um, he was telling me all about how the baby looked great, everything, everything. And then he was like, and if you, if you tilt just this way a little bit for me, he's like, yep, there, there's the other one. And she, it looks great. She's going to be great. Like this. And I'm like, uh, what, <laughs> what, what other one? Like I was shocked. I think I said what probably yeah. 20 times because <laughs> it just wasn't sinking in. I was like, what? what, what, no. what? <laughs> and he's is like, there, the other baby, Is there a history you know? of, oh. There is. Is, is there a well, history of twins? You know, I didn't know bit. at the time. <laughs> After finding oh. out I was going to have <laughs> twins, I went home to my mom and I was like, mom, like, I'm having twins. Where does this come from? And she said, well, you know, grandma was a twin, right? And I'm like, no, oh, wow. actually, I did not know she was a twin. And it turns out that my great-grandma had had, uh, she was pregnant three times and each time she was pregnant with twins, but she lost one every time. And so I didn't oh, know, I had no idea that there was twins in the family. And so I'm actually pretty surprised yeah. I didn't end up with twins before we did. Um, but yeah, so that was quite the surprise. And we, we just had to like really bond together to, to take care of the two of them as well as the other one who was, she was getting better, but she was still struggling with life. And so three kids and we just, we had to come together and really bond with each other. And I just remember thinking at the time I was, I was like, okay, I have this little tiny seed of hope that everything is going to be okay because I was told it was going to be okay. And I, I pushed that seed way deep down inside and um, I just remember very clearly, we were at a family breakfast. My, my mother-in-law always does family breakfast for all the girls. And she, oh, no. um, 
Yes, she invited us all over and her daughters, she has two daughters that were trying to convince her to go to, to a conference. And um, they came over, were trying to get me all excited about it. And they wanted her, my mother-in-law, to buy tickets for everybody to go to this conference for Christmas. And okay. I was like, sure, let's do it, you know, whatever. And long story short, that's what she gave us for Christmas. And a couple of months later, we were in this event. And I remember we were in the very back row and we were sitting there and I was thinking, what are we doing? This is crazy. Like, why are we here? Like, what does this mean? And the guy got up on stage and he started talking. And for the first time, that little tiny seed inside of me started to feel like there was this beam of sunlight coming down to it. And I just remember oh, wow. it like it's shaking and it's trying to do something. And I was just like, oh, okay. I feel that. I feel hope, like hope that something's going to come out of this. It's going to be amazing. And that little seed of hope blossomed like the next few months. We, we took in everything, personal development, self-improvement, everything we could get our hands on, every book, every event we could go to. And we really just started to work on ourselves, my husband and I. Because we realized we came home from that first event. It was a three-day event. We came home from that event and my kids were like, uh, where have you been? And like, what did you do to my mom and dad? <laughs> like, you guys are so different than you were when you left three days ago. And um, so we just, we felt that. We felt that we were different and we wanted to change. And over the next few months and to a year, we just really started working on ourselves and we felt called to, to open our own business and do the same kind of things that that guy was teaching that we went to that event because we knew without a shadow of a doubt, there was somebody out there just like us who needed help. And that's really what sparked this whole journey. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a fascinating thing. One, one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you was, was it's a, I mean, it's a quite a, a, a thing to go to a three day event when you've not been to one. Um, yeah. before so so that is that's impressive in itself uh and i know i know I've, I've been to them in the past um and when i was younger and there was an yeah you get that instant hope and as a, yeah. a, a, a it's just like a, a vibration isn't it like you just you get caught up and uh and and i, and I know this for for sales guys as well that they get hyped and then but it's then keeping that momentum so what was really impressive then is that you and your husband actually didn't just go away and just come down. Yeah, right. You actually took you actually took action and yeah. actually did something. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, we, so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because you, you've just gone, oh yeah, we just did this. <laughs> it's like No, yeah, uh, no, that's and, uh, that was a quick been, jump, but <laughs> yeah, because that's I think for people that do, I mean it's a beautiful hope that is is that's amazing. It tells you yeah, you can do things. But then actually you did the really clever bit. And that was not let it die, and you carried on. And so that, it, if you can remember, if you can share that, that would be so cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So just having those two, like our three youngest kids, just really kind of brought me out of that mundane funk of everydayness that I had gotten into that had kind of dragged me down. And so having them like struggling and me having to help them really like pulled me out of that funk and gave me something to look forward to. Like 
I looked at my, my third child and I was like, she is so incredibly powerful and strong. She made it through so much in those first two years of her life. And I thought if she can do hard things, I can do hard things. And she was really like my, my saving grace, my motivation. Like I thought, why, why am I sitting here wallowing in my own self-pity when she is literally struggling for life and she's thriving, like she's making it, she's doing it. And I thought if she can do hard things, I can do hard things. And I just remember like not even realizing how hard it was going to be to have twins and how much more work two of them are than one of them was. But just having to make it through that as well, it was like I had given this chance, been given this chance to like rise up and then rise up again. And then it was like, okay, now you're ready. Now you're ready for that little seed of hope to grow because you've become the person that you need to be in order for that, that to really be able to blossom and grow and develop into what needed to be who I am now. And so, um, yeah, just, we just saw so much change in our kids as we were doing the personal development we really wanted to start helping them be the best that they could be. And it really did become just like this family journey, all of us together to come through that and really connect and bond with each other. And that's really what I'm passionate about now is helping families, yeah. especially with um, teenagers. And I mean, all the things that I teach can be used with kids at any age, but that's really what I'm passionate about is I saw the difference, I saw the change, I saw the spark light up in their eyes when we were teaching them things that we had learned. And that was really like, oh, that was like what really fueled me to want to do this. So. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So actually, I've got to actually give a shout out to your five daughters. Do you want to tell us, tell us who they are and also what their ages oh, are? Yeah. Because obviously they've, they've couple have gone through teenage years or towards yeah. the end. Uh huh. So my oldest is Atlantis and she is going to be 19 in a couple of days. So she's, um, yeah, so she's 19. So she's the one that was uh, probably most of the time the teenager. And then we have our second daughter is 16. Her name is Anna Lee. And then the oh. third is Eden and she'll be 10 here in like a week almost. Yeah, uh, not quite a week. And then, um, and then the twins just turned seven. So, oh. and they're Kylie and Adeline. So, oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Oh, I thought we'd better mention them. So, yes. but that, that's amazing. So, you're able to actually take take what you were learning, and then obviously with your own family, it's great, isn't yeah. it? You have your own children that you can oh, then, yeah, you can then uh, then use it as a as a beautiful example or case study, right? Um, and that then triggered your passion for helping teenagers. So, so how have you developed that? That, that teenager parenting niche that you're that you're gone down well actually like so when I first started out coaching four and a half years ago I really wanted to be a parenting coach I had actually kind of labeled myself as a parenting coach right. and I started working with uh, some people some kids and really started to um, to realize that teaching them was one thing but if their parents weren't understanding what I was teaching them, then they would go home and they would kind of return to those same old habits because the parents were kind of giving them the same answers, the same oh. results. And I thought, Ooh, okay. So that that's going to be a challenge. How do I get the kids to really be on board 
with what I'm teaching them if the parents aren't really reinforcing it at home. And so I quickly realized, yeah. okay, I can't just help the teenagers because that's really what I wanted to do because I saw that they needed help so desperately. And I thought, you know what, we're going to have to do it a little bit different way. And so then I started approaching it like parents. I wanted to start helping parents and I got a few clients and I started I working with parents and I found the same thing to be true that had happened to my husband and I, that if I could get the parents to start setting goals and start using something called a vision board that we're probably going to talk about here oh, in yes. just a minute. Mm. But um, if I could get them to use these tools and skills that I was teaching them then and get them all excited about it, then they would teach their kids how to do the same. And I found it was trickling down so much better if I could get to the parents first. So then I kind of shifted gears and I was like, okay, now, yeah, I'll call myself, um, because I think at first I called my, myself a teen empowerment coach. That's what I labeled myself. Okay. I really yeah. wanted to empower the teens. And then I, I kind of, uh, what is that called? Shifted or pivoted. And I was like, okay, now I'm a parenting coach. <laughs> and so I yeah, really started working on parenting. So many times. Yeah, so many times. And that's the mm. amazing part about being a coach is you don't really find that um, that first thing that you're super good at right off the bat. But if you don't start, then you'll never actually find it. Absolutely. So you got to start somewhere and then just pivot. Yeah, pivot as it as can you I, need to. Yeah, and can I can I ask with their teenage? I guess I I I don't have any children, so I can't say for certain. Yeah, but I do have lots of nieces and nephews, and they went through their teens. And I'm guessing the question that people have been saying is, so how do you how do you communicate with teens? I remember being a sulk. Hard to believe. I remember being a sulky, surly teenager, and um, my parents would have had a heck of a job trying to to get me to do anything <laughs> back in those days. So, did you have a certain technique as to how you communicated with them? Yeah, of course. Like, um, I feel like a lot of parents uh, fall into the trap of, "Well, I have to be my 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 teenager's best friend," and so they yeah. try to run that route. And I kept finding that, like. If, if the child felt like the parent was a friend, then they would kind of walk all over them and get away with a lot of things because the parents were like, oh, I'm trying to be friends with them. I don't want to, I don't want to impede that at all. And I thought, okay, we got, we got to have some rules and some boundaries and you have to start acting like the parent. You're the parent. You have to start <laughs> acting like the parent because a lot of times, and I work with people who don't have kids, but who have nieces and nephews who oh. are teachers and impact kids' life uh, that way. Oh, like yes. anytime you have kids in your life that you feel like you can help, um, that's amazing. Like you don't have to have your own kids to mm -hmm. use these things that I teach because you're impacting lives, rather you know it or not, just by the things that you say to them and the things that you do. And they can feel that coming from you. And that's really the most important part of um, our company is called Arise to Connect. And we want people to rise up out of the bleh, yuck that is yeah. every day, right? And really connect with people. And what does that mean? That means you have a connection with somebody. You're looking into their eyes and you're understanding where they come from. And you're present and you're listening because a lot of the times that's all they really want. They just want to be heard and understood. And when you can connect with them like that, you can really develop that connection. They will start to do things because they feel like you really care, that you want what's best for them. And 
you're empowering them to make their own choices and decisions. Because that's the second problem most parents fall into <laughs> is they're like, go clean your room. Well, why do I have to clean my room? If you can just have a conversation with them and let them know, hey, I'm giving you this responsibility of keeping your room clean. And this is really going to help you later in life because, and you kind of help them understand the principle, understand the reason for keeping the room clean. They're a lot more open and like, oh, you know what? She just really cares. Like she just really wants me to have a good place that I can feel like is safe and comfortable and that I can grow in. And once you can establish that kind of trust and relationship with them, you're still the parent because you're still the one creating um, certain boundaries and perimeters for them. But you're also their friend and you love and connect with them in that way as well. So there's just, I call them building blocks. Yeah. So there's, um, so a house cannot stand without a foundation, right? So once you've built the foundation of understanding and you connect with them, then you can build them up from there. And that's really like the big thing I'm probably going to be talking about throughout today is just how to do that. How do you create this firm foundation for them to stand on? Mm. Because if they don't feel like they have that, you cannot help them to grow and build them up. So creating that strong foundation is the most important part. And then as you have other skills and tools that you use with them, you help build them up on that foundation strong so that they don't fall. Wow. That's cool. And so, so, and do you do that? Is this, is this where, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this, is this where you start to use vision boards or have I jumped? Yes. Too yeah, far? no, uh -huh. no. Yeah. That's right in line uh -huh. with that. So the foundational principles is creating a relationship with them and establishing like that you trust them, that you're giving them the responsibilities that they're handling it. So this is the foundation. And then when you start building them up with, um, with other tools and techniques that I give you, you give them a little thing to do here and there vision boards being one of the most powerful ones that you can do with them because it really helps them to see what you see in them. So as okay. a parent, we know our kids have potential to be amazing, great people. We see that in them. We know them better than anyone else, right? Yeah. So we can really help them to see where they need to be going. And then when we put it up on a vision board and they're looking at it, they understand where they're going. And that's where the power of a vision board comes into play. Because before that, they, they didn't have any idea. Most kids, when you ask them, you know, like, where are you going? What are you doing? What do you want to do? After high school and stuff, all those kind of questions are always overwhelming. Kids are like, uh, I don't know. Do I need to know right now? And you stress them out, right? So giving them some ideas of how can we, how can we improve in this? And then how can we improve in that? And it's those small little steps that really help build them up over time. So wow and and so do you do you allow is it, is it a joint process the vision board or do you because because it's encouraging them to do something that they like or enjoy i just i'm just thinking my 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 older siblings both went into medicine yeah. we, we didn't have vision boards but mm -hmm. they both went into medicine and myself and my younger sister went like a totally different direction and, and you know we're all pretty much the same right but, so yeah. they just had a passion for of course yeah you totally want to that way, whatever they're passionate about is what you want them to have their vision board for 
So each one of my kids has their very own personal vision board. And then sometimes we'll have like a family vision board. Not always, but sometimes we'll have a, a goal that we're all collectively working towards that we'll put up on the wall and look at as a vision board for, and we call it the family vision board. But I actually encourage each individual person. So I would encourage the parents to have their own vision board because it's really important for your kids to see what you want. What do you, what are you striving towards as a parent? Because when they can see your goals and your aspirations and what you want in your life, it really opens their mind up to all kinds of possibilities that they'd never really thought about before. So my husband and I both have our own vision boards and then my kids have theirs and they come in and look at my husband and I sometimes and are like, oh, I didn't really know you were working towards that. That's really cool. And then it really helps oh. them to help us to achieve things. So it's really powerful. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can, I can see that working. So the, the children that actually see where the parent, as opposed to just being a, a you know, a, a hierarchy, they're actually right. brought into the group, looked like the collective where we're going to go. And it's, that is fascinating. Oh, I wish we'd, oh, I wish we'd had that when, uh, when I was a child. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually get that. I get that statement a lot. Like, oh, Lacey, wouldn't these tools be absolutely incredible if you had given them to me when I was taking my firstborn home from the hospital? And I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> I mean, that would just set them up for success. Yeah. But you've got to know as a parent, it's never too late. And I even put that into my marketing, like the, the copy that I write all my stuff with. I'm like, you're a parent forever. It's your job to always impact your kids. And it's crazy because I still call my parents and I get chunks of wisdom out of them every once in a while or a story I've never heard. And I think, <laughs> oh, my gosh, where have you been keeping that one from? You know, like parents, you are always <laughs> impacting your kids. You are every single day in, in ways that you don't even see. And that's why I say you don't even have to be a parent to impact kids' lives because just coming in contact with you, they're going to feel that that amazing love and sincerity coming from you. And they're going to be like that that guy was really cool. Like you talk to him at the grocery store or something and they, they will just feel that from you. And then you go out and you talk to people and you're impacting lives all over the place. And that's all, that's all it really comes down to. So. That's, that is so, so fascinating. When you, when you actually think about it and break it down, you know, it, yeah. it's like, yeah, duh, it, it makes, it makes complete sense, but it's actually having the, the presence of mind, to understand that as you're going through that that parenting or that relationship with the child i guess so right. so 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 was that was the vision boards and and that element things that you actually specifically learned after you became a coach or did you know a little was that something you already knew before no actually so that that first event i went to when i talk about the man talking on stage hmm. one of the very first things he talked about was a vision board and I had never heard of one before. I was like, what's a vision board? Like, what does he keep talking about? And he actually had us, uh, he gave us a challenge that day at the event to go home and build one, to build our very first uh, vision board, like that night. And then by the second day, we were supposed to be able to talk about what was on it and everything. And I remember we went home that night and we were like, we got to go to the store. We got to get all the stuff. We got to do this vision board, you know, so that we can talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> Not even really understanding what he was having us do yet. But it was just 
yeah, that was that, that ray of sunshine that just really struck that seed deep down mm -hmm. inside me. Cause I was just like, that's it. That's the answer. Something about this vision board is going to just help me take off. And it was because I wasn't setting goals. I didn't have any aspirations, any motivation in my life to do things like I used to. I used to be like a big time goal setter in my teenage years. I was a uh, very athletic I was on the swim team, the track team, and the weightlifting team. Oh, wow. And I had goals. Like every day I had goals, like perfect attendance, yeah. straight A's, you know, <laughs> like my whole life I had goals. And I realized in that moment, I was not setting goals. I had nothing that I was shooting for, working towards, nothing, nothing. And that's why I was so unhappy is because I had lost that side of me that really just wanted to be connected again that I just needed to connect with me, like deep down inside, who am I and what do I want to do and where do I want to go? Like, I didn't know any of that. And that vision board really helped me to start see like the steps that I needed to take, what needed to happen and how, how it went. And it was, it's just crazy. I could tell you so many stories, amazing, <laughs> fascinating stories about our vision boards, both my husband and I, as far as where they've taken us over the last four and a half years. So. Yeah. Well, can I ask um, for for those that haven't got a vision board? How how do you how do you start? Does it have to be large, or do you just is it just things that you write down on a piece of paper, or how how would you go go sorry how would you go about creating your first? Of course. Yeah, board? it's really yeah. simple. Like you don't really need it to be super fancy. A lot of people get caught up in that, and they're like, "Okay, Lacey, so I have to have a cork board, and I have to have." colored pens and I have to have, you know, and they get all fancy and like it has to match the decor of their bedroom and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. You're making it too complicated. It needs to be simple. Very simplistic vision board is literally like, um, take a picture of what you want. So say, um, some people's, uh, very beginning, they're like, well, I want to have a car. So I'm going to use mine because I have yeah. a car in my vision board right now. And it's a midnight blue Tesla, like very specific. I know exactly yep. the model and that I want and everything. So I take the picture of the Tesla and I put it up. Like I, how I do it is just pull it into a word document on your computer. So the photo is there and then underneath okay. it, just write what you want. So I want this brand new Tesla or whatever the wording that you wanted to, to achieve that car, whatever it looks like. And then with the words and the picture, because you need both sides. So a lot of times people will tell me, oh, I have a vision board. And I'll say, great, take a picture of it and, and let me see it. They take a picture of it and they show it to me. And I'm like, okay, that is awesome. That is a dream board, which is a little bit different than a vision board. So just to give you a good idea of what I usually oh. have this conversation of, is a dream board is usually lots of pictures. It has motivational words like brave, motivational, leader, inspiring, something like that. And they have kind of words all over the place with a bunch of pictures. That is a dream board and you can get results with a dream board. It's just not quite as fast and effective and like laser focused as a vision board would be. So a vision board really just is one picture, with some words underneath it of the goal that you want of that picture and you put it on the wall and you look at it every day. And I recommend, because there's science out there that proves it, 
that if you look at it right when you wake up, your brain is kind of those alpha waves of your brain are coming out of sleep. They're really open and receptive to things. So you look at it right then. And then as you're kind of winding down for the night and those alpha waves are coming back down into a little bit more relaxed state, you want to look at it again, causing your brain to think about how you're going to get that Tesla all night long. You'll start dreaming about the Tesla. You'll start seeing yourself driving the Tesla. You'll start noticing, because I notice so many Teslas on the road right now, because my mind is actively thinking about how we're going to get that Tesla, right? So that's really the whole idea yeah, of a vision absolutely. board. Absolutely. Yeah, it's to get your mind oh, thinking about that goal and like how you can achieve it. So I, I see. I think I think I would be the same as a lot of people then. I think if I if you'd said to me, make a vision board, I would have made a dream board, not right. a vision. But I like the fact that your vision board is one thing at a time, laser focused. And that's yes. that I, I that I totally, totally understand. Is it is it yeah. yes, when you when you put it in your mind. And I love the fact, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And it just, yep. that's the thing, isn't it? We want, to, we want to get it into our subconscious, right? from our conscious to our subconscious. Yeah, exactly. And that way it, it starts to happen. It's a bit like, you know, when you, when you think about, we often do it with um, like a color of a car. If you say, oh, right, today I'm going to see yellow cars, because you put it in your psyche. Right. Um, then, then you do it. Actually, my, my business, one of my business coaches, lovely guy, Cross, he, he refers to the thing very, if someone <clears throat> is looking to to rent a shop and they drive down the high street and they'll they'll see all the shops that are up for rent and he said right. he said now if i drive down the high street how many do you reckon i'll see and i thought well you'll you'll see all the ones you don't know no i said oh you won't see any he said no i said i see them all the same but it won't register so your brain is looking for things that you look wants to register with he explains right. it much better than I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I understand. To, I'll have to re-interview him <laughs> to explain it. But that that that's that's incredible. Oh, I love that. I love that vision board idea. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, now, God, I, 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 it's, it's it's lovely talking to you. I want to bring us on though to well, first of all, um, from a coaching perspective, obviously the big question that we all want to know is: Are you open for more clients to come on and and be assisted i know you probably do one-on-one -on -one and i've seen on your website and obviously chatting to adam that you've got some uh, group teachings and, and courses that you can have yes yeah we do both like we're we do one-on-one -on -one clients um as well as group coaching i actually have uh some online courses as well as audio trainings so we kind of do all do it all. Like if there's any level that you want to come in and work with us, you can. Yeah, we have all different ways. Oh, so fantastic, fantastic. And another question I must ask you as well is, what is it like working with your spouse? Because <laughs> uh, I would imagine to some people that would seem totally alien. <laughs> You know what? We get that question a lot. We're like, wow, you guys are brave or that's crazy. How is it working together? And honestly, I love it. Like we, we've tried to do things oh. separately in the past and I've never really like had it be super strong and, and have it be successful, but coming together to do this project has been amazing. And we're seeing results because I, and I always say this and it's, it might become something in the future, but we're stronger together. And I keep saying that to him and it really is because when we can use 
he he has a very good tech side brain and I don't. And so I have the creative uh, big dreams, like what I want to accomplish. And he helps me know how to do that. So we work really well together because we blend. So where my shortcomings are, his he has strengths and it's just vice versa. Like it just, it works so well together, so. Oh, lovely. Yeah, just really complimentary. I think that's, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I love, love that. Sure. I can say, having, having now spoken to both of you, um, yeah, I can see it working beautifully. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, now to, to bring us on too, we, we want to talk about the parenting method as well. Yes. So we yes. need to have a chat. Uh, about that and what i'll do that i'll okay. I'll, be, I'll bring this up on uh, up on screen and just okay that way for a minute <laughs> there uh, it is. so you got your your parenting method the 19 foundations you need to have a strong relationship with your kids and guys if you're watching uh then you can see that has popped up in the comments as well so that's the link to go and access this uh, whether you're watching on youtube or on facebook the comment is there so can you talk us uh, talk us through it exactly yeah, sure, exactly. Um, I actually have it right here. Let's see. All right, I'll pull you so back this up is on it. The screen. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'll bring it right here in front of my face. But the parenting method, the reason I created this was because, um, like I was talking earlier, I kept finding with all of my clients that I really needed to create that strong foundation for their kids. So, um, that's why I came up with 19. So there's 19. I can't see where I'm pointing. There's 19 uh, <laughs> foundations. There we go. That's better. 19 foundations because, you guys, it's not just one thing. It's not just one secret sauce thing I can give you that's going to um, miraculously change your kids and your connection overnight. It's 19 different things that I give you. And of course, I understand you're not going to use all 19 of them. You're not going to need all 19 of them. But you guys, if you can implement some of these, it's really what we wanted to create that strong foundation for them. And this really helps you know how to do that. So it's kind of the, the secret skills, I call them sometimes, or the foundational principles that I've just learned through all my clients of how to get your kids to really connect with you on a stronger thing because a lot of i talk about like how um you know tell your kids how to clean the room and they're like no i don't want to do that and we talk a lot about that in these 19 principles because it's really creating that um that relationship of trust and understanding with them through these night there's 19 different ways to do that so once you have a good solid foundation then i talk about um building on that foundation and I have other programs that build you build up from there so basically this is my um, what would you call it my my beginning program is the creating that foundation yeah and then building up from there and I talk about um, I have an audio training called how to how to build a better team and in that I give you seven very specific skills to use to help them build up from that strong foundation that you've created. And so, um, and there I got that same question when I, when I entitled that track, how to build a better teen. Well, Lacey, wouldn't it have been better to have had it before they were teenagers? And I was like, of course, yes, that would be awesome. I used them with my, <laughs> my two-year-olds, you know, like when I had two-year-olds, I used them with them. So you can yeah. use these skills at any age, but the reason I wanted to call it how to build a better teen is because a lot of times people will say, 
oh, my kids are so set in their ways. I can't even get through to them anymore. They're a lost cause or that they're black sheep of the family, like all these negative labels that they've given their kids that they've just pretty much given up on the kids. And I'm like, no, please, no, you can still impact them. You can still help them. You can still change their life. And the way to do it is one little subtle thing at a time. And it really is like the small and simple things. It's one thing, then it's the next thing, then it's the next thing. And you're building them up. It's not an overnight miracle change, quick fix thing. It's constantly doing these things over and over with them to establish that foundation and build them up from there. So yeah, that's what, that's what the offer is going to be, the parenting method. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I love that. I, I had a quick look earlier on, but actually it's very true, isn't it? The, that you need to be very careful because you're developing these young minds and be careful yeah. what you're putting in and no, no disrespect to my parents but but you know they used to say I was the shy one yeah. and uh, so I was the shy one and it took me oh about 40 plus years till I realized actually I wasn't shy really and <laughs> now I discovered I'm not shy I, you can't shut me up but but yeah and I, I spent you know that certainly the, my formative years uh, in my 20s and probably early 30s even I was I was very shy still and it's only, mm-hmm. only, only yeah. after that, you know, you actually realize, actually, you know what? Just because your mum told you it when you were seven doesn't mean it doesn't mean when you're 32, you have to, you have to carry on. But you have to be that label, right? Yeah. So one of yeah. the actual, one of the 19 principles that I teach in, in, in this parenting method is how to create a positive label for your kids. Because we do tend to do that. We do tend to label them shy or I share a story in there. So this is a sneak peek, guys. I share a story in there about one of my daughters and how I had labeled her stubborn. Like I was like, oh, she's so stubborn. Why is she so stubborn? And we just kept hitting heads and I just couldn't connect with her because we were so much the same personality. And I had labeled her stubborn. And so she became, she like lived up to that title and she became really stubborn. And so I had to change the title that I had given her. I wanted that label to be something different. I wanted her to become a better version of her. And so I gave her a way more positive label. So I won't spoil the story. I'll let you read it in there. But I gave her this amazing new label for her to strive towards. And here's the crazy secret sauce, you guys. They actually feel that label and they rise to that new label. And it was crazy because I think it was like maybe just a year after I had changed her label, she actually said, hey, mom, I have this assignment for school and I'm supposed to describe myself. And I said, well, how would you describe yourself? And she said one word. And guess what that one word was? The word I had given her, the new label. Because you guys, I had said it to her so many times in just little tiny secretive ways. And I'll teach you how to do that in the parenting method just really reinforcing that word in her. And then she realized, yeah, that's who I am. That's who I can become. So there's a little sneak peek for you. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I love that. I love that. Guys, you seriously need to get your hands on the parenting method. then. Uh, And even if you're not a parent, if you're an aunt or an uncle or teacher, anyone that that has connections with with children. And that's, that's amazing. Oh, Lacey, it's been, uh, lovely to to chat to you we've, we've 
45 minutes and has flown by, you're a wealth of information. Uh, apart from the website, we've got that tracking at the bottom and uh, we'll, we'll put all the, the links that aren't in the comments, we'll put them in afterwards as well. Um, are there other ways of, of, of contacting you as well? What's, what's the best way to, to well, actually one question I did forget to ask you, very quick, well not very quickly, take your time. Um, that, that is actually what does working with you look like? If, if they wanted to, if you wanted to be a coached by Lacey? Yeah, actually, um, on our website, so down here, you click on that and there's um, all different kinds to work with, ways to work with us. So I mentioned um, if you grab the, the parenting method, that's one way. There is some audio trainings on our website. There is some online courses on our website. And actually, if um, you ever have any questions or comments or anything, just the, at the, I think it's at the very bottom, it says uh, support at Arise to Connect and that email comes directly to us and we'll see it. So if you have any questions or wondering how you can work with us or anything like that, just send us an email. Brilliant, we'll do, and we'll put that email uh, as well in in our comment section in the in the descriptions of, uh, of our descriptions. <laughs> Not quite sure what they're called, show notes. Um, we'll, we'll have all that uh, in there. Um, Lacey, thank you so much for being a, a wonderful guest. You've been, uh, you've made the Open for Business USA uh, off to a great start. So I appreciate that uh, enormously. If you just bear with me one second, I'll just close the show. Or unless you have anything else you want to, want to, want to say. No, this has been great. I just want to say thank you to you. Yes, this amazing opportunity. And um, yeah, you guys, you are impactful in so many ways. So just go out there and shine for everybody to see because you can change lives. It's so amazing. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, anything, just please email us. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate this opportunity. So thank you for listening to the Open for Business podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do, please do uh, listen to some other episodes. Please do share this one if you think that uh, you know someone that might enjoy it. Also, if you enjoyed it yourself, please, I'd be grateful if you would leave me a review, a good one, obviously, um, because that really helps the podcast get going. I appreciate your time for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And please do listen to some more episodes coming up.